Trump pulls the trigger on social media. Would have been a lot better if he decided to do it while he was president. An endless war is finally over for now. And Joe Biden doesn't know where he is, but he really likes pie. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I know Josie got tomorrow off, not today off, so I'm doing a Thursday show. Probably still going to pull off a... Still probably going to pull off a Friday show. So we'll we'll see what, what happens. But I just got a book from um, from Amazon, and it's by Jesse Waters called How I Saved the World. Now, I've been actually dying to read this book because I think Jesse Waters is really funny, and I got a feeling this is going to be a funny book. And how I know it's probably going to be a funny book is by looking at the criticisms on the back um, and it's literally criticisms about Jesse Waters. So from the Washington Post, he said, Jesse Waters is officially out of control. And that's not a positive thing. It, it, the Daily Beast said, does Waters have the most punchable face in America? The answer is obviously yes. I, I love this stuff. Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York, said, keep this guy off TV. Media Matters, who hates anything conservative. Uh, human Jaeger bomb. I don't know if that means. I, I don't even know if that's a criticism. That could be a good thing. I say the Daily Show said a smug, unfunny goon. <coughs> well, that's because uh, the Daily Show is getting beaten out by Gutfeld with an exclamation mark uh, because no one thinks the Daily Show is funny anymore. Uh, Salon Magazine. Oh my God! I can't even believe they. Blissfully ignorant. You know something? Don't tell me anyone at Salon Magazine actually read any book. I, I don't buy that. Soledad O'Brien from CNN, and she's just terrible too. Jesse Waters is even more stupid than I originally gave him credit for. I mean, surprisingly ignorant, which I kind of knew, but still. See, Soledad O'Brien is so stupid. She probably, this was taken off of something she said on CNN. Because I don't think she could actually put a lot of these words together on paper. The New Yorker said, Fox News reporter from a Stifler-esque swagger who does not tend to break actual news. Well, I mean, he is an opinion host. He's not a journalist. He actually admits that. So this is just a very naive comment. And finally, from Jesse's mom and probably the most, where is Dana Perino? She is desperately needed. Now, I know you probably don't know what that means. I watch The Five on Fox News every day. I love The Five. I actually have it recorded and DVR'd. The Five is Dana Perino, Greg Gutfeld, and Jesse Waters are the mainstays on The Five. Um, Juan Williams used to be on it, and he left. He's now just a contributor. I, Juan Williams got absolutely insane for a while. Uh, I can't wait to read this book. Right now, I am reading a book called Doom, The Politics of Catastrophe by Niall Ferguson, which is a really good book. I have a feeling it's not quite as good as Jesse. How about this? I have a feeling it's not quite as entertaining as Jesse's book. And, I, you know, if you say to yourself, well, why don't you just listen to it on Audible? You listen to half your books on Audible because, well, I get credits on Audible every month. And I now have four credits because I just haven't kept up. Um, I'm listening to, oh, what's that book called? By, uh, 
what's that book called? Come on, hurry up. Um, I'm living, listening to Liberty and Tyranny by Mark Levin. And that book, I'm almost done with it, actually. I may listen to it on, uh, on Audible. But I love walking and listening to books. So that's my thing. But I can't wait to read this book. I'm sure it's phenomenal. We'll see. Okay. So let's get to the news. The trigger has been pulled. Donald Trump announced Wednesday that he's filing a lawsuit that seeks unspecified punitive damages and a suspension of all blocking of his content from all of the tech giants, oligarchs. Let's call them oligarchs. That's what they are. So listen to his statement. I just want to say that I stand before you this morning to announce a very important and very beautiful, I think, development for our freedom and our freedom of speech, and that goes to all Americans. Today, in conjunction with the America First Policy Institute, I'm filing as the lead class representative a major class action lawsuit against the big tech giants, including Facebook, Google, and Twitter, as well as their CEOs, Mark Zuckerberg, Sundar Pichai, and Jack Dorsey. Three real nice guys. We're asking the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Florida to order an immediate halt to social media companies' illegal, shameful censorship of the American people, and that's exactly what they are doing. We're demanding an end to the shadow banning, a stop to the silencing, and a stop to the blacklisting, banishing, and canceling that you know so well. I love this guy. I, 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 it really, I really miss him. Really, really badly miss the guy. So this lawsuit is a class action lawsuit, so you can expect there's going to be a ton of other litigants joining. I would bet you see uh, huge conservative celebrities like Steven Crowder, Dinesh D'Souza, and other conservative YouTube hosts like Ben Shapiro or Daily Wire actually joining in on this. I wouldn't be also surprised if you saw that uh, Parler, actually, the executives of Parler actually joined this lawsuit. Because don't forget, even though they this is not being targeted at Amazon, which really killed Parler, the reality of the matter is Google did target Parler. So I'd be kind of curious to see how that's going to work out. Um, also, I would expect that if this works out for Donald Trump, prepare for an expansion. Prepare for Apple to get sued and other companies like that. Of course, the media is calling this whole thing idiotic. Um, they continue to justify the bans because of January 6th. Um, they're also bringing up the fact that these companies are private and can do whatever they want. They're also bringing up companies are protected by Section 230 and can't be sued. I think it's funny that the leftists are actually going out of their way to protect private companies, corporations, big rich companies, corporations because i don't think they've protected corporations in i don't know like forever 
So now suddenly these rich corporations, which they want to tax, you know, 70% from, they've decided that, oh, hey, no, they're corporations, they can't do it. But there's one point. They do have a they do have a point. These are private corporations. They can do pretty much whatever they want. And the reason they can do pretty much whatever they want is because of Section 230 of the Obscenity Clause. And I don't understand why Trump, who had both Congress, he had both houses of Congress, didn't do something about this. They were already bad back in 2016, 2017. He could have sat back and said, we need to remove Section 230 so we can actually sue these people. He didn't. Um, there was already bias against the president. There was bias against any conservative in Congress. They were, people were being suspended. Republicans bitched about it a lot, and they really just didn't do anything about it. Uh, the thing is, the tech companies have a lot of power. Something crazy like 80% of the news that most people get are from Facebook and Twitter. I, that's disturbing. First off, that's just disturbing. I, if you're getting your news from Facebook and Twitter, you're an idiot. Don't do that. Go to a news site or watch news on television. I don't watch a lot of news on television. I do actually go to Twitter. I love Twitter because I get a lot of news from Twitter. But here's something wild and crazy. I do weird things. Obviously, I do a podcast. I actually confirm the news because a lot of the news is slanted. And when you actually hear what the real situation is, it's not quite what they tell you. This will be one of those win some, lose some cases. Uh, it's just going to depend on who the judge is. I really don't see a way how this doesn't go to the Supreme Court. And I'm not sure the Supreme Court can do much about it because there is a law from Congress called Section 230. But I think there's going to be some things. I think a lot of the courts are going to sit back and Section 230 has to do with what you put, what content you put on a social media site. For example, for example if I sit back and say I'm a white supremacist, they don't have to take that down, but they can based off their off their community standards. But when they start actually censoring people, well, the, the courts might sit there and say, well, now you're a publication. You're not supposed to censor anybody according to your community standards, which are extremely vague. And I got a feeling this is going to be something that uh, the Trump at all of the, because you're going to be more than one attorney here, more than 10 attorneys. I think this is what is going to be the push is that, yes, your community standards say you can't do this, but we're here. Steven Crowder is the prime example of this. I've seen, I, I watched Steven Crowder. I belong to Mug Club. I watched The Blaze, things like that. Steven Crowder has really never said anything that violated any community standards. And it got so bad on YouTube. That they uh, YouTube actually said that, well, we don't really know how you violated community standards. So basically, when you get violated, I have, I've, I've got, I've actually had, I've got one strike on me already. I don't care much for YouTube. I just use Rumble. But they don't necessarily tell you why you've been banned. 
and they don't point to a specific area in their community standards, that's what happened to Steven Crowder. He never really said anything badly. As a matter of fact, he's been dinged, especially during COVID, because he would say something based off what's been published on the CDC, and they banned him because what the CDC said was not necessarily what the political narrative was. That's going to be a huge problem. And I think, uh, yeah, they there's some very good chance. There's a very good chance that this is not going to go well for these multimedia sites, these uh, social these social media sites. I, I think they're going to take a hit in one way or another. So I put that story first because I want to contrast the actual literacy of, you can actually understand what Donald Trump says, and he just talks. He has no problems with the idiocy of Joe Biden. And now what we're going to do is we're going to compare some of the things. Again, the policies of Joe Biden are killers. They are, they're terrible. And he continues to be terrible. And the media continues to embrace him, which is really weird because Joe Biden's constantly yelling at the media. I, I don't understand. If the media asks him a question that he doesn't like, he starts yelling at him like he did today. Okay, so the United States, they've pulled out of Afghanistan. They'll be completely out of Afghanistan by August 31st which is about a month earlier than what, what uh, about two weeks earlier than what Biden wanted. He initially wanted uh, September 11th, but he thought September 11th would be a bad look. So he decided, you know what, I'm just going to pull him out. This was announced today. I'm kind of mixed about this. This was a 20-year war. Uh, I knew people that died over there. Um, and I'm kind of mixed about it. So, one of the things Biden said in his speech, and I don't have any clips of the speech. I, I just didn't do it. One of the things he had said is that our military mission wasn't completed, that we didn't accomplish what we set for. I will tell you right now, no, he's wrong. The military accomplished their mission. Bin Laden is dead. The Taliban was crushed. ISIS was crushed. And we also established bases, especially air bases, in, that would influence the Middle East with the American might. So he's not he's not correct. But after one of the things he may have been kind of correct on is, um, oh no 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 we'll get to that. Our politicians are the ones that actually failed this whole thing. One maybe they should have pulled the troops out back in 2011 after uh, Osama bin Laden was killed. We didn't really need to be there. We'd already taken everything over. We never established a democracy in Afghanistan. Here's a newsflash. You're never going to establish a democracy in Afghanistan because Afghanistan will never be a democracy. They don't want it. It's been a couple of... Genghis Khan tried to occupy Afghanistan and he couldn't do it. It's been going on for thousands of years. Afghanistan is Afghanistan. And they they are a theocracy. They don't care. And that's why groups like the Taliban always seem to thrive, or Al-Qaeda, always th- seem to thrive in that country. 
because that country is basically a theocracy. Now, some are saying, critics are saying that this will embolden the, um, this will, oh, and one other thing I totally forgot about, uh, the um, fighting by the United States military was actually brought down to a minimum. The United States military actually cut their troop surges way back. They weren't really fighting. One of the things they were doing was they were protecting their bases over there. So the fighting was a lot less than it used to be 10, 15 years ago. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of military people are saying, you know, we don't need to pull out. We do have advantages in Afghanistan. We've got actually got bases, air bases there. We've got bases. We're, in, we're influencing Pakistan. We're influencing Iraq, Iran. We've got an influence in India. We've got an influence over there. So the military was very successful in in uh, very successful in Afghanistan. Military experts say there are a couple of things that could happen. One, if we were to pull out, we should have done it back in 2011, 2009, when we really accomplished our goals. If we weren't going to use that, use Afghanistan for a base, which I think we actually were using it. It was more for it was more for air bases. Uh, if we weren't going to use it for a base, we should have left 10 years ago when we had defeated everything. And we did. We defeated the Taliban, Al-Qaeda. We killed bin Laden. We were done at that point. You should have pulled them out. This is the politicians that are bl actually blaming the military for not having a political system implemented. It's crap. Okay, some are saying we should stay because of the bases. I, I actually lean towards that. I think it is important we have bases. We need to influence the Middle East as much as we can. And all we have to do to influence the Middle East is just be there. That's it. Some say the Taliban will be emboldened. And because they, they've got this thought that they've beat us after a 20-year war. Well, they didn't beat us. They just tired us out. Many see the country will plunge into civil war. Many people see that the government will not become a central government. It will be made up of feudal states led by warlords. Or that the government will be centralized, but it will be Taliban and terrorists controlled. It will be controlled by, it will become a theocracy. You know something? Who cares? Afghanistan holds no benefits to the United States. They don't, they don't, uh, outside of bases, which even the bases are kind of questionable. Who cares? They provide no resources. And I'm not talking about colonization, but what exactly were we getting from them? Zero, nothing. We had some bases over there, big deal. And not to mention, they have no water routes there. If you look at Afghanistan in a map, and this is basic military doctrine, mili they have no water-based bases. They're not connected to the ocean. They're not connected to any major rivers. It is literally a big sandlot. That's what it is. 
And why do we need people there? We have these floating fortresses on the ocean, our aircraft carriers, our destroyers, which is what Biden said. I think Biden was right there. If the Taliban gets kind of squirrely, or if we do discover that there are some um, terrorist training camps there, uh, we can bomb them with a drone or a missile. We really don't need to worry about Afghanistan. They are so far behind us. It, it, they're probably about 1,000, 1,500 years behind us as far as technology goes. We don't need to worry about it. Oh, there's a terrorist camp, Al-Qaeda, blah, blah, blah. We send a drone, drop a bomb, they're dead. Done. Finished. Gone. Here's the thing that I think is interesting, and I heard this today, is that the United States has not accepted the fact that, um, hello, technology is going to be the wave of war. I know it's really Star Trek, but it, it that's what what's going to happen. War is not going to be fought with boots on the ground. War is going to be fought with cyber attacks, which I think our country is not focusing on. It's going to be focused with air attacks. It's going to be focused with um, ship attacks across the sea. We're not going to need to have boots on the ground. I'll even go so far as to say we may not see a, a, a fighting war, a conventional war again. But I think the United States needs to understand that, start accepting it, and move, move forward. It's going to be interesting to see what happens over there. And we could literally see this in two to three weeks. The Taliban is already encouraged by the fact the United States has left. And they are actually taking over cities as we go. So this is something that we could actually really experience very soon and know what we're going to need to do. It's going to be our reaction that I think we're going to have to look at. So that was, we're going to have to see whether Joe Biden pulling out or not is, is really relevant. I personally don't think it's a bad idea. I wish he wouldn't have telegraphed it the way he did because he did telegraph it. But Joe Biden, of course, when there could be kind of a decent, a decent decision makes a bad decision. So on a speech on Wednesday in Illinois, um, he, he decided to say that we need more tax revenue. So who's he going to tax? He's going to tax the oil companies. Oh, God. I, I almost said the GD word. I, I really just need to stop saying that. Dave will give me crap. Chad will give me crap. I got to give Chad a call. He's my buddy. He's moved to Nashville. He's probably feeling really free and carrying a gun on his hip. Okay, this is what Biden said. Quote, I want to provide tax cuts for businesses and consumers who invest in clean energy technologies like renewables, battery storage, next generation aviation fuels, electric vehicles. I want to set the clean electric standard that moves us to a fully clean and reliable grid. If we end tax breaks for fossil fuels and make polluters pay to clean up the messes they've made, that would raise $90 billion. I'm not asking them to do anything that is unfair, just not going to subsidize, subsidize them anymore. They're doing well. Thank you. And the messes they made, they should clean up. What a freaking idiot. Experts say that 
gas across the country is up 40%. In California, it is up, I'd say it's probably up closer to 50%. Um, there, These experts are also saying there's going to be probably another 20%, 20 cent increase per gallon of gas across the country by the end of August. In California, we actually have to use a different gas formula because it's summer and because of the environment. And they're talking about in California, gas could go up 50 to 60 cents in July. What's going to end up happening? Well, these companies aren't going to take the financial hit. You know this already. That's basic. That's basic economics. They're going to pass it down to you at the pump. And so your gas is going to go straight up. Aren't you glad you saved that 16 cents on your hot dogs this weekend? Hopefully you ate lots of hot dogs. Hopefully you didn't have to drive to the store to get them or drive to a neighbor's house to celebrate or put ketchup or mustard or onions on your hot dog. And hopefully you didn't need a bun because, yeah, that would have been higher in cost. And you didn't want to use cheese or you didn't want to use chili. And God forbid if you wanted a hamburger because that just, it, this guy is so freaking stupid. He's a effing disaster. And people just keep going with him and keep listening to him. And he's, I don't know, you know he's not running the country anymore. You know he's not running the country anymore. Someone else is running the country. Some people say it's Susan Rice. Some people say it's Kamala Harris. I don't believe that. Kamala Harris is a moron. I don't think she can run the country. Some people say it's Barack Obama. He's running the country. He's running it over a phone. Well, who we can absolutely say is not running the country is Joe Biden. Well, he went to, and we could see that from, uh, from Sunday when he actually went to go pick up a couple of pies at a store on his own. Of course, everyone follows him, right? And he was asked about the cyber attacks and whether or not Russia was responsible for those cyber attacks. And Joe became confused. At first, he sounded like, and then he had to actually take a note card out of his pocket to answer the question. Now, that's okay. No, it's not okay. It's bad. It's bad. But his answer. He took so long to come up with an answer, and he needed a card to come up with an answer. And this is the card he came up with. This is the answer he came up with. Listen. Mr. President, let me know if I can answer your question. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> right now, sir? Yeah. Uh, with the most recent hack by the Russians, would you say that this this means We're that... We're not sure it's the Russians. Okay, with I spot gun okay. I got a brief on the as I was on the plane. That's why it was late getting off the plane. I got a brief and uh right. Would you like your receipt? Uh I'll be in better shape to talk to you about it. I'll tell you what they sent me, okay? Uh, 
that uh, the idea, first of all, we're not sure who it is for certain, number one. And what I did, I directed the full resources of the, of the government to assist in a response if we determine. What else you need? Oh, nothing. You're all set. Okay. And um, uh, the fact is that uh, I directed the intelligence community to give me a, a deep dive on what's happened, and I'll know better uh, tomorrow. And if it is uh, either with the knowledge of and or consequence of Russia, then I told Putin we will respond. And, uh, you didn't but, tell him already, sir? No, no, I haven't called, oh. because we're not, we're not certain. The initial thinking was it was not the Russian government, um, but we're not sure yet. So. You know something? You notice I played that entire clip. It was like two minutes. And it was because all that dead air you heard was him trying to figure out what to say. This is truly pathetic. And he needs a card. He needs a card to tell them, well, we really don't know who did these hacks. Which is BS. We all know who did it. It was the Russians. I mean, the guy handed him a list of 16 infrastructure targets that Putin should be hitting. Right? And that's what's happening. But he needed a card to say, I don't know. And it was a very awkward moment. That's why I wanted to play the whole thing. By the way, what is they sent me information? Who the hell is they? He says this all the time. They're going to get mad at me. Well, who's going to get mad at you? You're the president of the United States. I didn't vote for any of your staff. I didn't vote. I didn't get the opportunity to vote for any. I because I'm not going to vote for Biden and Kamala Harris. But who is they? He seriously can't get through any sentences. And I'm beginning to wonder if the Democrats are really worried here. How long is Biden going to be able to go? He's getting worse. He looks weaker. I mean, I honestly almost feel sorry for the guy if it weren't for the fact he's a very rich man from 50 years of public service. The answer is as long as they can. If you think Biden is bad, Kamala Harris is worse and they already know it. People hate Kamala Harris and they are going to stick with Joe Biden as long as they absolutely can. So the question is, why isn't the media bringing anything up? Well, here's a reason why. Um, while Biden is stumbling around with no media criticism, here's Jen Psaki jerking off the media. This happened a couple of days ago because it was some Reuters reporter's birthday. Listen to this load of crap. Hi, everyone. Hello. Happy Thursday. Is it Thursday? Happy birthday. I said happy Thursday. Well, I was going to say, I did hear it was Steve Holland's 29th birthday. So happy 29th birthday. I'm a terrible singer, but I am willing to lead a song here if you are all game. Is this a good day to ask for an interview with the president? It may be. It may be. Who's with me? Someone here has a good voice. Happy birthday to you. 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Steve. Happy birthday to you. All right. I will also note Brian Karam, excellent voice. I don't know what you do with that, but that's that's one thing I learned today. Okay. What the frick is freaking that? I swear to God, I would be dropping F-bombs beyond all belief right now. But what? Happy birthday? This broad brought out cake at one press conference. She brought out cookies at another press conference. Now she's saying happy birthday? My lord, all she needed to do was blow the guy. This is garbage. When it was Trump's birthday, I mean, the one of the questions was, oh, happy birthday, Mr. President. Why are you such an a-hole? My lord. Just, wow, nothing like an unbiased media. Nothing like a media that attacks. Can you imagine what Steve Ducey was doing at that point? He was probably sitting there like, what the F is this? Are you kidding me? I've got like a legitimate question. Oh, my lord. Oh, and we wonder why Biden gets away with absolute murder. Okay, uh, you can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addicts, Stitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. You can visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Take a look at all my links. Love you all. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.